0: Chapter 15, Continuation of Jesus. Even after seeing the resurrected Jesus, the disciples still didn't quite understand what Jesus had come to do and what his plan was for the world. As the story picks up in the book of Acts, the disciples still think that Jesus will bring immediate political victory to Israel. They ask him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? Acts One Six. Seeing that Jesus had the power to defeat death, They knew he could easily bring about the defeat of all of Israel's enemies. But Jesus had different plans. Instead of immediately restoring the kingdom to Israel, he told the disciples he would empower them to spread the good news of the kingdom of God to all nations. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Acts 1.8. The same power that fueled Jesus's ministry, the same power with which God had raised Jesus from the dead, would now clothe the the disciples so they could spread the good news about Jesus to the rest of the earth. Through the disciples, Jesus was going to gather his people from all over the nations. The disciples couldn't do this on their own. Instead of laying out specific strategies or providing a precise plan of action, Jesus instructed them to wait in Jerusalem for the promised Holy Spirit. The disciples Pentecost. After Jesus ascended to heaven, the disciples did all they knew to do. They prayed. They all joined together constantly in prayer along with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. Acts 1.14 On the day of the Jewish festival of Pentecost, the disciples were still there, praying and seeking the Lord, waiting for the fulfillment of his promise. And then God answered. Suddenly a sound like a blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Acts 2 2 4. The men who had gathered in Jerusalem from foreign countries heard their native tongues coming out of the mouths of the disciples. In awe of the miracle happening before them, a crowd begins to form around the disciples. And just as Jesus had promised, the Holy Spirit emboldened the disciples to be witnesses to the good news of Jesus. Peter, who had once denied Jesus in front of a few people, now stood in the power of the Spirit to proclaim Jesus to an entire crowd. He recounted God's promise to bring a new covenant, and he told how Jesus fulfilled all of God's promises. He boldly charged the people Um with the death of Jesus. This man was handed over to you by God's deliberate plan and foreknowledge, and you, with the help of wicked men, put him to death by nailing him to the cross. Then he called them to repent. Let all Israel be assured of this. God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Messiah. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Acts 2, 36 and 38. After one spirit-filled sermon, the number of disciples jumped from 120 to 3,000. From that day on, the Holy Spirit gave power to the disciples to preach the gospel effectively so that the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Acts two forty seven. This growing community was in awe of what God was doing, and their awe of Jesus overflowed in sacrificial love for one another. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to one another, to sharing meals, and to prayer. They shared all their possessions and made sure no one had any need. The Lord continued to bless the ministry of the apostles. Wherever they went, signs and miracles accompanied their message, and many Jews believed in each town. When the authorities or crowds tried to silence the disciples, it only emboldened them further. Even the stoning of Stephen, the first Christian martyr, led to the scattering of disciples and further proclamation of the gospel to new places. The Apostle Paul. Saul of Tarsus, a zealous Pharisee, who was one of the religious leaders who encouraged the stoning of Stephen. Saul believed the growing Christian church was opposed to the will of God, and so he went from house to house, and he dragged Christians off to jail. Widely known for his opposition to Jesus, Saul seemed like the least likely person to be used by Jesus. But just as God used Moses the murderer, Rahab the prostitute, and David the adulterer, he had plans to use Saul, the chief of sinners, to spread his name among the nations. While Saul was on his way to persecute Christians in Damascus, Jesus appeared to him. I am Jesus whom you are persecuting. Now get up and go into the city and you will be told what to do. Acts 9, 5-6 As Saul, also called Paul, entered Damascus, Jesus appeared to a disciple in the city named Ananias he told Ananias to go look for Paul, "Go, this man is my chosen instrument to proclaim my name to the Gentiles and their kings and to the people of Israel. I will show him how much he must suffer for my name." Acts 9:15 through16. Paul believed in Jesus, was baptized, and immediately began proclaiming the gospel. An apostle of Jesus, Paul carried out a ministry that was accompanied by signs and wonders of the Holy Spirit, just as the other apostles' ministry had been marked. Much of the last half of the book of Acts tells of Paul's ministry to the Gentiles. From Damascus to Jerusalem to Antioch and across the Mediterranean to Rome, Paul's ministry was uh, characterized by its unsurpassed depth of suffering and its breadth of impact. The Gentile Pentecost. But there was a problem, a significant shift in the story that had been told up to this point in the scriptures. How could a Paul be an apostle to the Gentiles, to non-Jews? The earliest disciples understood Jesus' message to be for Jews only. Even Jesus had said that he had come for the lost sheep of Israel, Matthew 15, 24. The promised king was going to redeem Israel. And stomp its enemies under his feet. Psalm 110.1. How then could non-Jews be considered a part of God's covenant people? Like the other disciples, Peter believed the gospel of Christ was for the Jews. Only. Then one day, while he is praying on the roof, Peter receives a vision from God of a sheet descending from heaven with all kinds of animals, a voice speaks to Peter from heaven, telling him to eat. But Peter, knowing that he is forbidden to eat unclean foods, declines the offer. The same voice replies to Peter, Do not call anything impure that God has made clean. Acts ten fifteen. Next, we learn that, uh, that the previous day, a Gentile man named Cornelius had received a vision of an angel telling him to send men to invite Peter to come to Cornelius's house. Immediately after Peter's vision, Cornelius' men arrive at the house where Peter is staying, and they ask him to come with them. While Peter would not typically visit a Gentile home, he knew the vision he had received was from God, and it was leading him to visit Cornelius. When Peter arrives at Cornelius' home, he preaches the gospel to Cornelius and his entire family. And to Peter's surprise, the Holy Spirit falls on these non-Jews, just as the Holy Spirit had fallen on the disciples at the day of Pentecost. Peter is amazed and concludes, surely no one can stand in the way of their being baptized with water. They have received the Holy Spirit just as we have. Acts 10:47. These Gentile believers were baptized and added to the church, thus opening wide the gates for all people to believe in Jesus and to be forgiven of their sins. The apostles came to understand that Jesus was not only the King of Israel, but also the promised offspring of Abraham, the one through whom God would bless all the nations on the earth. As Jesus had commanded, the gospel was going to the ends of the earth. Not to Jewish people alone, but to every tribe and language and people and nation. And as the gospel spread beyond Judea and was received by the Gentiles, local churches began to form in every city.